to outsource tasks or to grow your in-house team? That is a question that every organization must answer. But more and more growth-focused founders are choosing an in-between option, hiring fractional service providers who join the leadership team for a limited time, who set and reach big goals, who mentor and even hire team members, and who then leave filling the current gaps and working to make themselves redundant over the course of months rather than years. So is hiring a fractional service provider a good idea for you? Or is it perhaps a good career choice as you plan out your own three-year goals? I'm sharing my experience as a fractional CMO and CRO, along with the pros and the cons for this kind of partnership, and much more. It's all in today's episode of the Rising Tide Talent Show. Rising tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. The rising tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. Well, here comes the rising, the rising For some context as we get started in today's episode, I offer fractional marketing and fractional revenue services. That is my entire business model. And if I had a real elevator pitch for what I do, I promise you I'd share it. But in my experience and for the way that I work with clients, the real benefit of this fractional relationship is that it includes strategy, implementation, data analysis, team coaching, mentorship, product management, so, so much more. It is intended to be a more long-form and kind of cross-department partnership than simply an exchange of you need A and I offer A services. In fact, the best explanation that I've come up with for what I do is that I come in as the head of marketing, revenue growth, and overall impact. Together, we lay out the big goals. We map an action plan to reach those goals. We hire and or lead your full-time team of the future. And then you as the senior stakeholder, you get to move to and then stay in your zone of genius. And it's important to note, as a fractional service provider, my goal is always to exit. Not quickly and certainly not before we have set a path for sustainable growth and success for you and your team. But yes, to exit. I always want to leave your team better than when I arrived with all gaps filled, but leaving is the exit strategy. Every fractional service provider is different, of course, but I will also say that for my services, most of my clients are already generating revenue in at least the mid six figures to the low seven figures and sometimes often beyond those numbers. Clients who are still in startup siege or haven't yet become profitable Those clients can certainly benefit from working with a fractional leader. But I just want to be honest, as somebody who has bootstrapped her own business in the past, and as somebody who has worked for bootstrap businesses before, I have to be candid and share that this type of relationship isn't necessarily one that makes sense for everyone, especially if you are just getting started. So let's dive in first and talk about what fractional services might include. Now, at the top of the show, I gave you a long list of things that I do, but it was not a complete or comprehensive list. I want to focus today on my space, which is marketing, sales, and revenue operations. But fractional services can apply to other C-level roles. Those roles, however, are outside of the scope of my work 
And so again, I'm going to be applying my experience and my tips specifically to marketing sales and revenue operations today. So when I say what can fractional services include, I want to dive in even more to that list that I shared at the top. In any given engagement, my services might include high-level strategy sessions. Where are we going? How are we as a leadership team going to measure success? What does fulfillment actually feel like? What is currently giving us stress or dissonance? What is preventing us from having a positive impact in the marketplace? And I want to note, you heard me saying us. Well, I join the leadership team. So it is us. I take a lot of pride and responsibility in owning the outcome, whether again, it's strategy implementation, if something goes sideways, I'm right there along with the team. Just because I come in as a fractional service provider, that does not mean that I don't want to bask in the winds with you and also navigate and deal with the losses or the challenges. So at least in my experience, it makes a big difference that I feel like I am part of the team, I am part of the leadership, and I am there for the good, the bad, and the in-between. So when I say what is giving us stress, where are we feeling dissonance? On day one, I integrate into a team. My services might include marketing implementation. I often update and optimize email or text message funnels or work on a user-generated content campaign or set up new products. I have designed landing pages. I have done copy editing. I have helped with customer service, actually answering questions on the phone and via text message and via chat bots. That's me. High-level strategy, but sometimes low-level marketing implementation. I also often find myself working in HR and team development. Now, typically in my role, that's working directly with the leadership team. We're reviewing or updating org charts. We are taking a look at the performance of current team members. We're really looking for high performers that we can invest time and energy in. We're mapping out the hiring plan to determine, hey, what will the team need to look like if we meet these big goals that we have set? What do we need to be prepared for? How can we start to source new talent and develop the talent that we already have? My services may include content marketing or content creation. It's not rare to find me writing a blog post or crafting a newsletter or putting together a social media content calendar, sometimes on my own, sometimes with a team. But again, I'm often there at the high part of the strategy and the lower part of just getting it done. That's not nearly the complete list. Of course, I mentioned that I work in revenue operations. So you can imagine a lot of my time is spent looking at potential affiliate or referral program setup, talking with strategic partners, looking at the specifics of a product line. Is this profitable? Are the margins where they need to be? Are we priced in the right way for the market? And on a day-to-day basis, my tasks might not fall in any obvious category. It's all about moving things forward and making sure that my actions and the team actions are all focused on our pursuit of the big goals. So while that is not the complete list, I hope that it gives you an idea of why this is not the type of engagement where a specific list of deliverables is really clear on day one. Plus, with a growth-focused organization, things can change in an instant. Hopefully, those changes are for good reasons. All of a sudden, you have a product that is selling like crazy, or you had a post or a piece of content go viral, and you're navigating, what does this mean for the team? What does this mean for our resources? Are we able to handle this increased attention? 
Sometimes, yes, things change because of a crisis. My job is to support, lead, and even steer things in those times of change. So if you're listening, you may have one of two interests here. You may be interested in contracting with a fractional service provider, and you may be interested in becoming a fractional service provider yourself. So here are a few things to keep in mind for both scenarios. Let's start with if you are interested in contracting with a fractional service provider, you are looking to hire somebody like me to come in and help with marketing or sales or revenue or some other C-suite level position. Well, first, unless your agreement entails a level of commitment that legally requires you to make the fractional service provider an employee, and that is outside the scope of my knowledge. So this is an area where I absolutely recommend that you consider talking with a lawyer. But unless your agreement really meets the threshold of hiring somebody as an employee, most fractional service providers are contractors. And that means you don't necessarily incur the same expenses that you would if you brought in an in-house staff member for the role. I am an independent contractor, so I don't receive a salary or benefits from my clients. That also means, though, that you and your fractional service provider should be crystal clear on who is actually doing and executing the work. So again, using myself as an example... All of the strategy and high-level services come from me as the principal of my agency. But I do have a graphic designer as well as a copywriter, a video editor, and other contractors who are on my team who do assist me on some projects. If my client doesn't have that team or doesn't have the ability to execute and implement on his or her own. In my agency, my team's hours are all covered under the retainer that I have with the client. And none of my team members' work gets shared or passed on without my approval. And in fact, I want to be really clear here. The way that I run my business may not be the same way that every fractional service provider runs his or hers. But for my business, my clients very rarely interact with members of my team. All of the communication is through me. If there's feedback on a graphic that we've created or a video that's being edited, the feedback comes from the team or the stakeholder to me and is then communicated by me to my team members. Another thing to keep in mind if you're interested in contracting with a fractional service provider is that your service provider will likely be working with other clients and on other projects. Now, your standard agreement should already make clear that any work done by your service provider under the terms of your relationship, that work belongs to you. It's your work product. But review any non-compete or non-solicitation concerns before moving forward have a candid discussion with your service provider about your expectations. I work, for example, with a number of clients in the wellness space. Now, I use my best judgment and my integrity to prevent any obvious conflicts on my end. But if you are hiring a fractional service provider and you want to be the only personal trainer or the only life coach or the only content creator that your service provider works with, that may not be a good fit for this partnership model. Or you may find that there is an additional fee or a higher rate that your service provider charges for that exclusivity. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, becoming a fractional service provider, maybe that's for me. I want to share a few things for you as well. This role requires that you are diligent about communication. 
first and foremost with your main stakeholder, aka your boss, but also with everyone that you lead. I want you to remember that when you move into a fractional role in the C-suite, you are on the leadership team. And you may find yourself either on the receiving end of or delivering difficult discussions. That is part of the job. And expectations are also quite high when you are working as a fractional service provider. When an organization hires you, they've decided to trust you, trust your experience, and trust your expertise. And they know that by design, you're likely not part of their three-year plan or their five-year plan or their 10-year growth plan. You don't want to consider this type of engagement if you yourself are not ready to move quickly, to measure and report on your own performance and the ROI that you bring, or if you do better when you are being led by somebody 100% of the time. I want to pause because that last statement is not intended to be a snarky or underhanded message that you have to hustle hard or be flashy or loud or aggressive or any other thing in this role. It's also, I want to stress, not an indictment on those of you who may prefer being the number two or who may not have interest in rising to the level of a C-suite leadership team member. I spent some of the best years of my career not being in senior leadership. And I know that the value of my work and the services I provided while in the weeds helped my team and helped my bosses grow and grow quickly, by the way. Not only was the value of my work high, but I was able to generate a significant and sustainable revenue based on that in the weeds work. So if that's where you live and that's what you love doing, of course, consider all of your options. I want you to think big and I want you to believe in yourself. But being a fractional service provider at the upper level is not a good fit for everybody. Not everybody likes that high-low lifestyle of being in charge and yet still also having to be on the ground level for execution. I happen to love it. In fact, I do better when I'm given the opportunity to do the work because I have found that when I spend too much time in strategy trying to delegate and trying to give other people tasks, I actually create some chaos because I naturally just get in there and cause problems. I can't help myself from wanting to write. I can't help myself from wanting to go check a workflow to make sure that it is working correctly. So I've leaned into that. And instead of trying to force myself into only being upper level strategy and only staying up here at 50,000 feet, I've created a career where I can do both. So I want you to keep in mind what you want, what you need, and what your zone of genius is before trying this model out. Also, while I know that some of you listening may be absolute rock stars, even earlier in your career... I do find that this fractional service provider role is best suited for somebody who has, say, 15 or 20 years of experience, even if that experience, like mine, has crossed different departments or gone through multiple titles. I just find that the fractional role is best suited for somebody who has more experience than it is for somebody who has fewer years in the game. 
I love the growth of fractional service roles that I see in the marketplace right now. And while this is not a new concept, it is one that I see getting more and more attention and interest since so many organizations are moving into remote first work and asynchronous working hours on their teams. I'll explore those concepts in more detail in future episodes. But for now, I hope I've given you something to think about regarding fractional service provider roles, whatever stage of business you're in today. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Talent Show. For more, follow at Rising Tide Talents on Instagram and visit risingtidetalents.com. You'll find show notes, resources, and more from today's episode. It's all at risingtidetalents.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Katie Widrick. You can find me at kwidrick. Until next time, remember, a rising tide lifts all ships. Rise.